Listener production. Hello, welcome to The Briefing. It is Friday, August 20. You've made it to the end of the week. Well done. In this episode of The Briefing, the comedian we all need right now, Sam Simmons, Katrina. Yeah, he started up his own open chat line for an hour a day. Anyone can call him for a chat. Ring up an F-grade celebrity and chat to them about stuff who they know also battles with bit of depression and sad things, they feel comfortable in that. That is Sam Simmons, who'll be joining us for Talksies, which is that (laughs) wonderful window of opportunity you can have to talk to him and get inside that wonderful uh, mind. That's in the second half of the briefing. Uh, The first half, bring you the important news stories of the day. Well, the PM, Scott Morrison, has again earmarked Christmas time as when Australians can look forward to being reunited with our loved ones, but lockdowns must be respected in the meantime. I'm very much looking forward to that and making sure we have everybody around that table too uh, by doing it in the safest way possible. And I, I suspect and I hope that we can achieve it a lot before, a lot more before then. But that you know, it just requires us all to keep doing what we've, we have been doing. That's the Prime Minister talking to a current affair last night on nine. Katrina, promising things by Christmas is a very risky move. He did that last year for Aussies stuck overseas and it didn't end well. Yeah, I think it's because based on the projections of um, when we're going to get to that 80% mark, it's looking likely, I think Queensland, the state that I'm in, is is the last one and the projection for that is that we'll get to 80% by December 15. Mm. So on that basis, it's looking good for Christmas. Now, New South Wales announced a record 681 new COVID cases yesterday. Uh, Melbourne residents woke to their 200th day in lockdown Mm. since the pandemic began and also 57 new COVID cases. Yeah, struggling to get it under control in Victoria despite the strict lockdown. Um, The lockdown in regional New South Wales will be extended by a week with the state's central west cluster growing to 167. Bars and restaurants in New South Wales could be open by October to people who are vaccinated. Yeah, the Australian newspaper is reporting that bars, restaurants and gyms could reopen to the fully inoculated once vaccination coverage reaches 70%. It says state cabinets working towards delivering these greater freedoms by October. Gosh, that's some light at the end of the tunnel, isn't it? Provided that those vaccine rates are maintained, that is. The state is currently at 29% fully vaccinated. 55% have received the first jab. So hopefully only a few more weeks until those numbers start to rise again. Yeah, one little bit of good news out of New South Wales is how quickly um, we're vaccinating people. And that's helped push the national total yesterday to a record of 300,000 people vaccinated in just one day. So when you look at that chart of daily vaccination figures, it looks amazing actually how quickly it's growing on a weekly basis um, across the nation. We're now doing 1.5 million jabs a week. It was really interesting um, hearing yesterday in New South Wales that the um, people who are spreading it the most are those within the 20 to 40-year-old age bracket. Vaccine hesitancy, according to the Melbourne Institute, is the highest in that age bracket. So a new campaign by the NRL, which is starting tonight, might help with that. The biggest stars, Nathan Cleary, Ben Hunt, Wade Graham, they're all getting involved. It's called Let's Tackle This Together. And they're saying, let's get the vaccine so we can get our lives back on track. Well, in another bit of vaccine marketing, they're changing the name of AstraZeneca or what we're calling it. Um, The new name will be Vax... How do you say this, Katrina? (laughs) 
That's hard, isn't it? Vaxavria. Vaxavria. It's like Peter Piper picked a peck and pickle peppers. <laughs> I haven't done that in a while. Vaxavria. <laughs> The pharmaceutical giant asked the Therapeutic Goods Administration to approve that change, um, not because of the bad press Mm. necessarily around it, but to bring it in line with what the vaccine's called in Europe and North America so that if we do move towards those vaccine passports, then it'll look the same no matter which country you come from. Yesterday, we also found out that from next Monday, Pfizer would be available to 16 to 39-year-olds. More chaos in the Afghan capital, Kabul, overnight. Australians stranded in Afghanistan who were acting on advice from the federal government were stopped from entering Kabul airport to board those evacuation flights. Yeah, the Australian government sent two C-17 transport planes to the Middle East to lift Australians out, but they were turned back at the terminal gates by Taliban guards firing shots into the air. Which would be so terrifying. Uh, Australia has no military or diplomats outside that Kabul airport precinct. A total of 600 people, both locals and Australians, are expected to be evacuated on Australian flights. 76 were flown out yesterday after just 26 the day before. Uh, The first evacuees will arrive in Perth today. They're Australian citizens and Afghans with Australian visas. So um, the world will be watching how that situation unfolds over the next few days, weeks and months and how the Taliban start to behave and treat people who mm. who are left. Just reminding you, by the way, we do the Friday quiz. So if you are following us on Instagram or if you're not, follow us. But um, if you are, look out for the quiz, jump in, get involved. It's uh, easier than the good weekend, but not too I did, easy. I did it last week and, you know, I should have got it all right and I didn't. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was still fun though. Yeah, well, it was all the, all the clues from our headlines. So... Um, We've got no real excuse, do we, Katrina? No, definitely not. All right, in a moment, Sam Simmons. Today's briefing came from a listener, Bronwyn, who asked us to check out Aussie comedian Sam Simmons on Instagram. He's basically set up his own lifeline. It's called Talksies, where he gives out his mobile number between midday and one every day, Katrina. Yeah, he pretty much talks to anyone who rings in to help them feel more connected during lockdown. Do you get sad sometimes? Maybe you have a super heavy secret that you just can't hold on to by yourself anymore. What, maybe you accidentally murdered a horse or something? Don't like your husband? Is your middle child an anus face? Well, sometimes we all just need a friend. A friend with non-judgmental ear holes. Like my ear holes. I'm me. Abuse me like a sailor and love me like a loser. Stop it. I'm here to listen. It's Talksies with Sam Simmons. The number is 0431 281 877. Sounds like a really screwed up, dark, messed up lifeline. Sam Simmons, thanks for joining us. What are you doing? Is that your real phone number? Uh, No, it's not. So I went down to Officeworks and got a SIM and a Nokia Flip. Because I thought, I'm not going to like change over my SIM card in my real phone. So I've got a Flip, which is kind of great because I don't really have to connect with the interface. But what it's turned into, and this is really extraordinary... There is no bridge between, I'm feeling pretty good today, to, oh, shit, I'm going to kill myself on Lifeline. (laughs) There's nothing in between. I've realised there's nothing, and I didn't mean for that to happen. I just thought it was a fun idea during lockdown. But I'm getting some severe calls where I do actually put people in contact with other people. Really? um, Who can help them better. Yeah, I've had, like, 
calls from people who have just got out of um, ECT, like electric shock therapy, the night yeah. before. And I'm like, wow. I'm probably not the person you should be talking to. <laughs> Definitely not. I'll talk to you for a while. Let's then get you in contact with the right people. So I, I actually think there's a void here, which I didn't even mean to set up in a way, mm. but it's extraordinary. I get like Uber fans ringing up and I get some really sad people. It's confronting and I'm really enjoying it. It's something I would not normally do. And it's not for publicity. It's not even altruistic. It's just more like I'm a bit of an introvert. I'm not the most social of people. So it's hard for me to answer the phone. And therefore, people who feel the same way are starting to ring in who are like, oh, my God, I'd never do this. So, it's yeah, it's, it's incredible. So how did you come up with this idea to begin with? Was it one of those things where late at night you were talking with someone and you thought it would be funny and then it turned into something else? What, what happened? <laughs> No, from no comedic place at all. It just came from being a little bit sad. And I was just like, I, I have um, missed out on, and it's not even just during lockdown. I just realised I don't connect with people enough and I avoid social situations and interaction. And I thought, look, maybe I could put myself out there in some way and just chat. I'm not really a great people person. It's win-win for me and hopefully win-win for them, but it's been all positive at the moment. Oh, that's awesome. So you're obviously going through a bit of a change yourself, Sam. Tell us, like for people that don't know you, what was your life like before the pandemic? Tell us about the shows you were doing around the world and what your life used to look like. What it used to look like? What do you mean? Like with hair? (laughs) Before the dad bod really kicked in, you know? Yeah, right. I mean, I'm an accidental comedian, so I came into this... Late, 27 is late, I think, for a comedian. Most comedians start when they're children, which is, you know, ridiculous. They go to class clowns and go, yeah, I think I'm funny because it's pretty arrogant to go, (laughs) I reckon I'm so funny I should be a comedian. But I fell into it. I was a zookeeper at Melbourne Zoo. That's amazing. For for which animal? I'll just say the shit animals, which are um, marsupials and Australian, you know, fauna. Boring stuff you can see anywhere. Just boring stuff. Like, you, you don't have to do much. They're not very smart. And then I actually moved my way up to elephants and seals, which are extraordinary oh. animals. And the zoo's a very strange workplace. It's a dichotomy of uh, all sorts of different personalities that work with different animals. Elephants and seals, it's more like working. I know this is uh, levelling it quite down, but it's like working with dogs. They are very interactive. They want to work with you. Primates, awful to work with. They throw poo and, like, they're aggressive. <laughs> But elephants and seals, beautiful animals. So I was with them. And then I was stuck in the paddocks for a long time with a headset microphone explaining animal behaviour to people who came to the zoo. One thing led to another, and that led to me working at Triple J with uh, Mr Tilly. So it was just a, yeah, it was a, a strange journey and comedy came into it. And I think that's the best place for comedy to come from is from a real place as opposed to I think I'm so funny I should do this. So then I've travelled the world and done all sorts of stuff and it's, yeah, it's turned into a pretty odd career and, yeah, I mean, I love it. But this came from a place of understanding how it feels to feel alone Mm. and not, not really great at mingling, do you know what I mean, and getting out there and I'm not a great star effer. Do you know what I mean? I don't know how to get to the next level. So I I guess this is the best I could do. What do you think is really coming out in these conversations? What are you sensing from people at the moment about the way they're dealing with the weirdness in the world? Definitely singles alone, Mm. Melbourne in particular, 
there is a real desperation there. I spoke to a young guy a couple of days ago who's a motion animator. He was 33 years old. His name was Jaden, which I reckon would be the youngest Jaden ever born. He must be, he could be like the first Jaden, 33. <laughs> the original. The original Jaden. And his story was like really real. And the fact that he's just given up on the Saturday night Zoom call with his mates to get around and play a quiz game together, he's just lonely, just mm. stuck in a flat. And I guess singles in that position, it must be really hard to ring up an F-grade celebrity and chat to them about stuff who they know also battles with a bit of depression and sad things. They feel comfortable in that. Yeah. It's just between me and them. And, you know, I've had offers to like, I'm here talking to you guys because I love Tilly and I worked with Tilly for years and I miss working with him. Love you too. But I've had many offers to talk to all sorts of people and go on tally and go, hey, this is what I'm doing, but it's not really about that. Sounds like you're thinking about the way you interact with the world, which is kind of what everyone's going through at the moment. We are reassessing who we are in this world and how we interact with it and what our strengths and weaknesses are. Has anything about the way you've responded throughout this moment surprised you? Uh, yes, accepting the... The fact that I'm probably quite introverted as an extrovert um, going out on stage, I think it's like technically called an introverted extrovert. But when I first started doing this, I did start to fear that I'm scared to answer the call. And then I spoke to a young person who had so much fear in actually calling me and not realising, oh, no, they're going to talk to someone that they've seen on the tally or something like that and feeling a little bit weird and feeling, okay, God, I feel the same way. So as soon as I started talking about that to get people to call in, that made it a bit easier. So so the vulnerability, I mean, like as soon as you mention that, it, ch- it changes the conversation? Absolutely. So I'm not really giving like great wisdom on what you can do, but hopefully I'm just kind of like pushing them in a way that makes them feel a little bit more... Upbeat. And that makes me feel good. Not that I'm thinking to myself, oh, I'm changing the world. <laughs> it's making me just think to myself, oh, okay, I'm doing something positive here. Yeah, I reckon your humour is kind of right for this moment because you've always celebrated the mundane, absolutely shit boring things in life like Sultana Bran. And you were the one to remind me that the best a man could be was to use Gillette. You know, just stuff <laughs> stuff like that from our everyday well, lives. And that's what we're all stuck in right now. that's a great now. thing because everyone says don't sweat the small stuff. But I think sweating the small stuff's good because <laughs> it's in the moment. And I think you can only be in the moment and you can look at all the ridiculousness around you and you can laugh at it. I, I think it's Tao. It's a really basic belief that if you just let things not come to you, but you observe the way things are around you in that moment, you can battle that moment in a better way as opposed to, here's my plan, there's my five-year goal, this is what I'm doing. Have those, have your lists, that's great. But there's something to be taken in just sitting in the moment and going, this is where I am right now. As bad as it is and we look at Afghanistan and we look at this pandemic and we look at the fact that the environment is on red alert and we're crumbling, we can do something right now to just help people around us in our vicinity. There's not a lot we can do unless we're in politics to really get ourselves out there. Apart from Penny Wong maybe leaving the Senate and leading the Labor Party eventually. But anyway, she won't do that because there's too much change she can do in Senate. But hey, I think an Asian lesbian woman leading the country may be the answer. (laughs) I'll continue doing it because I'm enjoying it and it's definitely not through any um, egotistical kind of premise there. 
I do get something out of it and I feel not like I'm doing anything really, really good, but it's it's nice to hear because some calls I'll go for 45 minutes. That's most wow. of the hour. Wow. So I'm not palming people off. And the bad thing is using a Nokia Flip. It just keeps buzzing all the way through the hour. Like it doesn't stop. So it's kind of annoying. Does it have snake? Uh, it does snake. have snake, yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I recommend it thoroughly because it's so hard. The interface is so hard to get to the internet. You can't muck around on it. There's no yeah. distraction. No porn. I know there's no porn, and I know, but I know there's a full uh, move to Nokia. Like, oh, we're going back to simple. We're just gonna. I just want ergonomic wood and a Nokia. No thanks. So, <laughs> it's been such a great experience, and I will continue it. I didn't think I would after three days, but now I've understood what it is. And as much as the introverts who are too scared to call as the people who just feel like, oh, hi, I want to talk to Sam. It's really cool. I don't want any pathos. I'm sick of pathos in comedy. I don't want any more TED Talks in comedy. We don't need it's, – it's what's wrong with the project, I'll be honest with you. If I wanted my news, I want it from someone like you guys. I do not need to hear about the devastation in Afghanistan from Peter Hallier. I love him to death, but I don't need your opinion. I don't need your opinion on it. Just leave it up to the people who know. So, Sam, one thing we haven't done is we need to give out your number. If people listening want to call you, how do they get a hold of you? I know this in my mind now, which I can't believe. It's 0431 281 879. So it's uh, midday Eastern Standard Time till one o'clock every day. And sometimes I go a little bit longer. It just depends. So, Katrina, that was your first Sam Simmons experience. I love him. I think I'm going to be calling in every day. I might be hogging all the airtime from this point on. He is the comedian we all need right now. All right, keep an eye on your podcast feed tomorrow for The Weekend Briefing with Jamila Rizvi. She's got an interview with Churia Pitt. Churia's released a really interesting new podcast. Um, it's part of the listener family where we work. It's called Churia Pitt is Hard Work, all about going through hard times. And Katrina, I guess um, she would be one of the best authorities in the world on that topic. Absolutely. And on resilience and just what an inspiring, incredible woman. Every time I hear her speak, I'm just blown away. Yeah. And a big shout out to the hardworking briefing team that make this podcast possible. Uh, Executive producer, Dan Mullins, news producers, Liam Kennedy and Brooke Loudner, and our editor, Matt Kuz-Curry, and Emily Lodge, who does our socials. Uh, Have a great weekend. We'll catch you Monday. Listener.